This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, friends. Hi. Hi. Guess who we have back? I feel like I'm really awkward now. I feel like I'm so far out of the game. You're not. I'm just trying so hard not to talk over anyone that I probably might not talk. <laughs> no, you need to cut through Lisa. Um, how are you all going? Good, going good. How are you guys? I feel like I really haven't spoken to you in so long and it's such a weird feeling. We haven't and our listeners will miss you even more than we do. So <sighs> you need to give us a full rundown. What's been happening? Um, I don't know if they're missing me. I mean, you guys still talk to me over text message, so I guess you still hear from me quite often. Um, what's happening? <laughs> I am not a lot, just working all the time, like most people, social isolation. Um, for an extrovert, it's very, very difficult. Um, and you know what? I, I learned... was just saying that. Oh, it's so, it's so hard. I learned a really fun fact <laughs> the other day and I think it's mm-hmm. why women in particular really struggle. And the fact is that um, apparently women use 18,000 words a day and we have to use 18,000 words a day. And if we don't, we really, really struggle. And it's why most of the time we nag people because we just need to get our words out. Whereas men only have to use something like 3,000 words a day, which is why we need interaction so much more. Wow. I can't believe you didn't know that. She's back. (laughs) (laughs) She's back. Is Lisa alive? (laughs) I'm alive. I'm alive. My speech pathologist brain's just like, what journal article said that? (laughs) Look, I don't know what journal article was. Sorry, mate. (laughs) Sounds like pseudoscience to me. But it's a nice premise. Look, (laughs) we're just going to go with it and say that it's true because it makes sense to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's move in to... Wait, Lisa, how was your week? We haven't asked. I feel like you you heard me on Wednesday, you know? Um, Yeah, but no one else did. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, it's been good. Tell us about your foster. Uh, new foster, guys. Um, his name's Noodle. It's been a bit of an emotional day because he uh, went to the vet today to get desexed, but they wouldn't do it because he was so cripplingly nervous and so cripplingly underweight for his age. And they saw some neurological signs. So um, he's going to take a lot of love and care and he's a little bit of a special needs boy. So... Oh no. How yeah. old is he and like where has he come from? Um, he's six months old and he's had three owners already. The third <gasps> owner only had him for a day and he escaped the house and they didn't want to pay to get him out of the pound, so that's when we Oh got him. Are you kidding? So sad. I wish. So what yeah, is he's... wrong with people. Mm, I know. So he's tiny, but he's really bonded with Brenton, which is the first time this has ever happened. Normally they love me, but he's a bit scared scared of women because all of his owners have been women, we think. So he just loves Brenton and does whatever Brenton wants. And then whenever I come near him, he runs. So I have to constantly walk around the house in slow-mo, crouching down to the ground (laughs) to be like not intimidating. The visuals, so good. Yeah. Oh my god, my heart though, because you would actually do that. You would just go around <laughs> your house like bloody crawling because of the dog. I know. Yeah, she's getting takeaway for the next week because she can't bang pots and pans around. Exactly. <laughs> it reminds me of the time when one of my fosters escaped, and my like sixty-year-old neighbor apparently crawled onto the road because the dog was so nervous and skittish that it would run when he came near it. So he crawled onto the road and grabbed the dog <laughs> and then crawled home with it. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my so god. Sweet. I know. Anyway, Alex, what's up with you? Not much is up with me. I've had a really lazy week and I'm feeling really sad about it, but the weather hasn't helped and tomorrow's meant to be even shitter, so you know how it is. I know. Yeah, the weather's been your... bad. Mm. How's your sourdough journey going? I don't want to talk about it. Oh no. Did I send you a Snapchat earlier? I I haven't touched my starter in a week and it's done this thing where it's produced all of this yellow liquid that's sitting on top and then there's white liquid on top of the yellow liquid and I'm like, oh, fuck, I think I just want to throw it in the bin because I don't want to open it because I know it's going to smell like ferment but like really dank ferment. I think you can pour that off or you can mix it in. It's got a funny name. 
meanwhile, mine turned moldy today and it smells like vodka. It's fucked. Luckily, I had some <laughs> um, spare, like, decanted stuff in the fridge that I'm resurrecting. So it's not a good day for the sourdough today, is it? Silver lining, though. Honestly, guys, where are you getting time to do these things? It takes three minutes. Does it? Yeah. Also, you don't have to, you don't have to, oh, you're still going into work, which is the issue. But for us, yeah. well, for me in particular, I'm not get, like going anywhere. So I have extra hours in my day. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. I'm still going to the office. I'm spending Fair as enough. much time mm. in the office as I can. I just need social interaction. <laughs> Lord's just creating so everything good. an essential service. <laughs> Starts well, up her I'm own business sure. of essential services. Somo <laughs> said that any job is an essential job. So okay. I'm just turning that into it's an essential service. Loz becomes a nurse overnight <laughs> just to get more people in her life. Yeah. Loz becomes an Uber driver overnight <laughs> to see people. <laughs> uh, look, I wouldn't say no at this point. I would not say no. Let's move into news. Uh, that's the tea on that. First item we have is Wayne Goss makeup. I saw this in the notes. Makeup! And I'm so excited. What is going on? I haven't seen anything about this. Well, it's essentially not a proper announcement because all it is is a picture of a black uh, square. What's a square prism called, Lisa? Rectangular prism. Rectangular prism. prism. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a black rectangular prism with like a, it's like got a slight I don't want to say mirrored finish, but a glossy but matte finish. <laughs> and and it just says Wayne Goss on the bottom in white font. Wayne is on one edge of the rectangular prism and Goss is on the other edge of the rectangular prism. And it just says that it's coming soon to Beautylish and we don't know what the yeah. item is. But they did say that it was makeup. It's lipstick. It has to be a uh, lipstick. It looks like lipstick. Yeah, I'm just really excited because a couple of weeks ago I saw him post a YouTube video about how he'd lost a whole pile of money in an investment situation and I was really sad and I didn't think that this would be coming after that news. Well, I guess it would have been in the works for a fair while. Yeah, yeah a really long while. But yeah. I wondered whether, just to play devil's advocate, I know it looks like a lipstick, but I did wonder, given that it's Wayne Goss, whether it might be a like concealer style stick in a bullet form because he's kind of into base products. Mm. My one question would be, is that really the, like the first way to start your brand is with a concealer? Like to me, that's an ancillary product that you add on because concealers are really hard to get right. Like no brand has ever started with a single concealer line. That's a good point. But lipstick's so boring. Mm. True, but they're universal as well and they're quite easy. And if you get the consistency right, then you get it really right. I just feel like I don't need another lipstick brand in the world, but that's just me. I know you like lipstick, Lauren. I do love lipstick, but I mean, I'm probably with you in that. I don't really need another lipstick brand in the world. But I mean, maybe he's doing a whole line of stuff and he's just got a few things and he's just showing an image of one thing, which would make sense to me. Yeah. Mm. I want the Lisa Eldridge lipsticks and I feel like this has the potential to entice me because he's the same sort of level as Lisa Eldridge. No, he's nowhere near Lisa Eldridge. Absolutely not. I feel like obviously he's not Lisa Eldridge in terms of his rep, but the quality of makeup that he would produce, I imagine would be the same because his brushes are beautiful, like prestige Japanese brushes, like kind of similar to Ray Morris and Hakuhodo, but for probably a fraction of the price so I'm imagining really luxurious feel with a moderate price point yeah look you could be Mm. right but I just like Lisa so much more um fun fact though Beautylish does free shipping to Australia over 35 dollars so if anyone wants to buy it I'm sure that we'll get pretty much free shipping on any of those products once they actually launch so that's a pretty good deal I feel like 35 dollars is like that's the same as Mecca and oh no Mecca's 25 isn't it but anyway similar prices to Mecca and it's an international brand yeah I'm just kind of like questioning his partnership with Beautylish like it's just a bit random to me because why would you if you're like a high-end brand really high quality why would you go with Beautylish 
There's lots of really high-end brands on Beautylish, like Vizart and other things like that, those really high price point makeup artist-led brands. I think it's a very makeup artisty place to shop Beautylish, and it also ships internationally, so it's actually a really good place for a brand to launch. Oh, yeah, I guess you have a point that they, because they do ship internationally, that they can kind of get to everyone. But they're yeah. just not really that yeah. well known. So, like, I wonder if this is just a start for him, like a dipping his toe in the water to see what people are after, because it's just a bit, I don't know, it seems a bit odd for me that he wouldn't go with like a bigger retailer, like he didn't go with like a cult beauty or something like that. His brushes have been sold on Beautylish exclusively for years, though. So, I think that's just a partnership that he's got going. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. Yeah. Did I just loz loz? You did. I think you might have. <laughs> All right, let's oh. move on. Quit while I'm ahead. The Ult- ultraviolet. <laughs> the ultraviolet. <laughs> Luna Bronze collab. Yeah. Go. I don't know. I just wrote it down because I saw they were doing something. Do we have specifics? They were giving away a Luna Bronze fake tan, the moose, the tanning moose, with every purchase on their website for a day. Yeah, I've seen that they've done something similar before or potentially Luna Bronze gave away a sample of Ultraviolet. I don't know. But it's a cute Aussie pairing that I like. So it's like a GWP essentially. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was a full-sized product. Whoa. Interesting. That's a high investment. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. Um, did we all see but that? a me- logical mm. partnership. Yes. Sorry, I was going to say, but a logical partnership because sunscreen, baked tan, you know, combo wombo. Yeah, and Luna Bronze is really big on their sun safety message as well. Well, they are because one of the founders, mm. like that's why they founded it because of skin cancer. So, mm-hmm. um, Did we see the Mecca Cosmetica signature line launch an oil cleanser? I did. It's been on the influences on my feeds, you know, to purchase list. Mm. <laughs> I've heard really, really good things. It looks got, lovely. Have you? They got a really beautiful, mature woman who had fabulous skin mm. and somehow made massaging her face look so luxurious. Yeah, they really did. It was incredible. Um, yeah, I haven't I'm seen that. Is that on the Instagram? Um, probably. It's I on s- the website as mm. well as the Instagram. Yeah, I saw it on the website and she's just like casually massaging her face and she looks plump and juicy and delightful. I really like the model that they chose for it. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go and look. I really like though that they're starting to use a variety of models. It's such a massive issue for most Australian brands. Mm. For sure. The ingredients, I mean, I don't know what the go-to fancy face ingredients are like exactly, but key oils in this one are sunflower and grapeseed oil. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. You can't go wrong with an oil cleanser. And I mean, I've been looking to replace the nude oil cleanser for like five years now. So maybe this is it. I mean, you've tried every oil cleanser on the market. So why not try this? On the planet. I've tried every (laughs) oil cleanser that there ever is and nothing has ever compared to nude. So hopefully. And lastly, now that we finally have Loz back, we thought that we would use her Loz brain to talk briefly about uh, COVID and how it might be impacting the beauty industry. Obviously, we kind of get how it's happening right now, but what about long term in terms of production and shipping and holiday and all of that stuff? Can you give us a brief Yeah, we're going to get Christmas. Of, yeah, help. Yeah, so I think there's a few different things and I think it's going to vary very much by brand. So I think like one of the biggest call outs would be um, production. So a lot of brands produce their products in Italy. So that's a massive issue. So a lot of their production would have been put Mm -hmm. on hold for a while. And I guess there's two ways to look at it. And it really depends because no one's really sure at the moment where everyone is sitting. So on one hand, you have got the fact that stores globally have been closed for at least a month now, which means that rate of sale would be a lot lower. So they'd be sitting on a lot of stock that they didn't previously think that they would have. But then you've also got the other hand that um, it's likely potentially that a lot of brands won't be able to produce for a certain amount of time because all warehouses in France and Italy and where these products are actually made may have had to have been closed because it's technically not an essential service. 
Mm. So I guess no one really knows right now what the impact would be and it would be on a brand by brand level. But I would say, especially for makeup, if you love your NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer, buy a couple of backups because it's likely that something could happen. And that's for all brands. Oh, you think that there's going to be like long-term out of stocks on certain products because they just there'll be of that backlog in um in production again yeah oh I didn't think about this there will absolutely be a backlog at some stage if everyone if we come out of this and everyone starts buying up again the production has been stopped for months for most of these brands so it really depends on the brand and how much stock holding they have and the retailer and how much stock holding they have as well but I mean, warehouses for some brands have been closed. So there's just, there's so many rolling factors. But if you are absolutely obsessed with something, like I'm buying backups, you should also be buying backups. Just to make sure you can get over the little hump that we, who knows if we'll face, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did. I wonder what the impact will be on certain skincare brands that are more natural and beauty brands that are more natural in their makeup because their shelf life will be less stable and they'll be, I guess, moving less stock currently, which will, might be causing some of their older stock lines to be not not going off, but, mm. you know, it will be affecting their shelf life long term. So if people aren't ready to purchase out of all of this, there could be also significant wastage and stock loss in some some brands as well. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. There's definitely would be a lot of wastage mm-hmm. going on if there is a natural brand and they do have a really short lifespan. I guess the one thing about natural brands is that they do tend to produce in really small quantities purely for that fact, which means that mm-hmm. um, whilst they may not suffer usage and short-term issues in terms of writing off stock, it may just mean that they don't have enough stock. Mm. So Mm. there's those ways. And then I guess coming into holiday, holiday is when um, I think everyone is thinking that this is when everyone's going to make back all of their sales, most likely. I mean, that's what everyone would assume that by the end of the year, we'll be in a better position and hopefully people have got their jobs still and it'll be a different outlook. Um, customer sentiment will be different and everyone will just want happiness so maybe Christmas will be a really big moment but um, I'm sure there will be some brands that have issues with producing yeah for sure yeah and possibly also with trade as well because obviously we're seeing things happening on a global scale between countries saying that they're going to refuse trade between certain borders and all that sort of stuff so yeah I mean it could be a longer lasting impact than we can currently it, predict. It could be a longer lasting impact. And I mean, to get products to Australia, you need to ship in July, which means they mean to be in production right now. So depending Ugh. on where they are, that may not be feasible. But I mean, long term for beauty, who knows what's going to happen? I think the way that we shop in stores is going to be different, um, whether it's you don't use testers or Um, you can only have it put on by sales advisors or something like that, but it's going to completely shake it up. And I mean, hopefully not forever because that would just be so sad, but things are going to be different for a while. Mm, For sure. I feel like I need to buy lots of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Me too. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You sold it to me. All right. (laughs) I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Let's talk about a beauty breakdown. We're going to break down masks today. So I feel like it's appropriate right now because everyone's in ISO and everyone's all of a sudden becoming a self-care queen and people that have not used skincare before are like, oh my God, I need a skincare routine and a mask. I need to come out of ISO like a goddess. And I think we need to break it down because people have no idea what they mean when they say that they want a mask and what a mask should do and the different types of masks. Yes. Should we start by breaking down the different categories of mask? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I feel like there's probably three. Clay, cream, like as in texture-wise, clay, cream, and sheet. Would you agree? And gel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then generally speaking. I can't. Yeah, how do you do? I was going to say I categorize them as clay slash mud hydrating, which could be a buttery or like a thick gel. Then I did sheet, cellulose or regular, Mm -hmm. then overnight, then brightening. I kind of went a bit further. Yeah, sort of roughly what I was going to say is that your gel texture is normally either like a hydrating or a brightening or an anti-aging kind of thing. Your cream's normally a leave-on hydration mask, which is cough kind of not a mask just a night cream but whatever just a moisturizer yeah yeah. and then you've got the clay which is generally almost always some level of detoxifying and sheet which can have different ingredients depending on whatever you're after yeah I think gels though um also quite regularly can be exfoliating like acids are quite often contained in a gel yeah 100% our enzyme style brightening masks are gel Mm-hmm. So who would use a clay or a mud mask? Or why might someone want to use a clay or a mud mask? Yeah, I think when you're thinking... And what characterizes a clay or a mud mask? Sorry. What do you mean? The fact that it's clay? Well, for someone who doesn't like read the back of their product because they've thrown the box in the bin five years ago and they've pulled a, a product out of their cupboard and they've gone, oh, I wonder what this does. I'd say that a clay mask is typically, I mean, if it's been sitting in your cupboard for a while, it's probably a little bit dry around the edges. Yeah, um, It's something it. that goes on and hardens. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, probably has like a, th- a th- quite a thick and um, it's not translucent. It's opaque in texture. Yeah. And it's going to be detoxifying. So it's going to draw things out. It's going to have things like, you know, white or French clay or kaolin or sulfur going to draw gunk Mm -hmm. out from below it's going to feel quite tightening on the skin but not necessarily firming and it Mm -hmm. might also have ingredients like salicylic acid or other ingredients that might help to exfoliate the pore because that's really working mostly at congestion and drawing out gunk yeah the ulla henriksen Faclo facial which we spoke about in last week's episode is a clay-based mask but it's for exfoliating and brightening yeah for example it's like a clay gel hybrid that one yeah yeah then when it comes to hydrating masks, Sorry. what should we be expecting? Usually a buttery texture, like a, almost like a body butter, like a moisturizer um, or a thick gel. Um, when I think about a gel, like hydrating mask, I think about Glam Glow, the blue mm. one. The other thing is, though, that you can still have a hydrating mask in a sheet mask too. Mm. And I think they yeah. very often are. I would say generally speaking, more of the percentage of sheet masks are like hydrating or antioxidant or a bit of glow. They're not so detoxifying, although there are some that do that. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think that the difference difference between the hydrating version of a sheet mask and a hydrating version of a uh, leave-on mask on its own is that um, the sheet mask is typically more of a serum slash like ampule style product, whereas Mm -hmm. the hydrating like slather on kind of mask is more of a cream or a thicker consistency because 
it needs to sit on the surface and therefore I guess it is typically hydrating the surface more than it is anything deeper. Is that right? Yeah, generally speaking, the leave-on masks are going to be more of more emollient or more of an occlusive. So they're going to be better mm. for like, you know, a truly dry skin that needs that layer. Whereas the hydrating masks are probably more quote unquote hydrating as in locking water into the skin, that more serum mm. texture. So that's treating dehydration as a condition more than actual dryness, I would say. Yeah, I would agree in that. I think it just depends on the skin type and you can still use them together I mean if you want a double layer that's definitely Mm. something I would do but yeah (laughs) Loz can you take us through the difference between the cellulose and a regular sheet mask because I know it's your favorite yeah for sure so the difference between a um, cellulose and a sheet mask is their consistency so a sheet mask is made from um, what would you even call it like a cottony type texture Mm -hmm. like cloth yeah I think they're usually cotton yeah, cotton or muslin, yeah. like a cloth. Yeah, like a cloth. So um, essentially the product is soaked in it and that's what you put onto your face. The one thing to call out on a sheet mask that is that consistency and texture is that you can only leave it on for a certain amount of time and the longer you leave it on, it actually starts drawing that moisture back out of your skin that it just put you in, put into your skin. So you can't have it on forever. And then you've got, on the other hand, a cellulose mask, which is a different consistency that's almost like um, like a jelly-type mask, yeah. and it's beautiful. So that has all of the serum infused in it, and it'll actually lock it into the skin without pulling it out. So I quite regularly, if I have, am having issues with eczema or something like that on my face, I will sleep in a cellulose face mask because it just locks it all in and it won't pull it back out. Let it be known that Lauren is the only person that can sleep in a biocellulose sheet mask because she sleeps like a zombie and no other normal human can do that. Please choose to sleep in a leave-on texture. (laughs) I'm sure that there are other people. I have a friend who I went away with not too long ago and she also sleeps like a zombie. But it does kind of stick to your face. So unless you are literally throwing yourself around, you shouldn't have any issues. The thing with the cellulose mask that's different to a sheet mask as well is that the outside of a cellulose mask is dry typically, right? Like it's it's soft and not moist on the outside and the inner layer of the mask is where the gel and the cellulose is, right? Yeah, in most cases it depends on the brand. Some of them are the same mm. consistency on both sides, but it's more common mm-hmm. that you'll find one that is that more jelly on the inside. So when you are applying it, make sure you're feeling for that. Because if you put it on the slightly rougher texture, you just you're oh doing God. nothing. Um, and you can usually reuse cellulose masks too, can't you? They usually get a couple of wears out of them. Yeah. So if you are applying it on a clean face with clean hands, and you've still got product left in the sachet, you should be able to put that mask back in there, and it'll reabsorb it, and you can use it again. So there's some masks that have so much serum in them that you can use them three or four times as long as you're taking care of it and you're making sure that it's clean. Yeah. Nice. What a good investment. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> For um, sure. The last thing that we're going to talk about is brightening. So generally speaking, something that's going to be exfoliating, whether it's through AHAs or enzymes or even a scrub, you can get like scrub, scrub leave on then rinse off masks or something that's got vitamin mm. C or a bit of a combination of both. Probably one of my favorite. And I usually prefer them in a sheet variety because I usually find with a brightening mask when it's not in a sheet variety, it's usually quite tacky. Yeah, I would agree in that they usually are quite tacky if it isn't in a sheet format. But on the contrary, I actually like them a lot more when they're not in a sheet. Mm. Well, Alex, one one of your favorites is the fat glow, which is not in a sheet. That's a valid point. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, Loz, that you love, well, you used to love the Ren Glycolactic, which is that real, like, jam texture. Yeah. I oh, it's so thick that. and sticky and goopy. It is thick and sticky yeah. and goopy. And um, the Lancer Caviar Mask is amazing as well. That's more of like a, a creamy jelly texture. Interesting. I also just wanted to shout out to the random textures of the mask world. Um, shout out to peel off masks no one Mm. fucking likes you 
They get stuck in your hair. Oh my like, god. Aren't they the worst? Yeah. They just wax your face. That's all they do. Yeah. I literally I used to have the Bosky one that was like black and peeled off and I was obsessed with it for such a long time. It did nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my not. god, who didn't love that glam got... glow platinum one? Oh my gosh, gravity. Yeah. I don't like yes. it. Yes. I don't like the peel off. Another texture that I would like to discuss are the molding masks, like the ones that you paint on and then they form this weird gelatinous thing, like the Dr. Jart oh, and the, the Dr. DDG. Yes. They're kind of fun and those you sort of have to peel off, but because they're rubberized, they don't pull off your hair with them. I think that they're almost like I love that mask. Which one? The Dr. Dennis one. I've bought like I reckon I've bought three boxes of those and it's the best. I, I think actually I haven't bought them myself, but Adrian gifts them to me because he knows that I love cocktailing my little mask solution and then putting it on and peeling it off. And I find it so hydrating too, which you would never expect with that texture. Yeah. yeah and I find you so can good. get two, sorry, Laws, I find you can get two uses out of those as well. So I always mix it up and then use it for me and Brenton. Yeah, you definitely Same. can. I think, though, with the DDG one in particular, it is almost like a biocellulose mask, but it just sets. It's like mm. you get the gel of it and it ends up being essentially the same thing. For sure. And then lastly, a shout out to the targeted treatments. So the ones that go under your eyes or on your lips and all of those ones. I never really bother with those, although I do have an appreciation for an under eye mask. I love the under eye gels. They're the best. So do I. And again, sleep in them. Mm-hmm. Except they're like the bloody biocellulose and sometimes you sleep in them and they dry so much that you have to like almost wax them off your face when you wake up in the morning. Have you ever had that? Yes, I've had that. No, I have not had that. My skin apparently <laughs> just doesn't want to absorb hydration at all. Oh my God, I've had them like fused to my face. Um, we, one mask category we haven't talked about yet is big in k-beauty which is that cooling calming gel mask that doesn't do much but calls itself soothing usually like an aloe essentially yeah look why bother do they fit into the the hydrating category would you say yeah or also i guess with sheet masks sometimes you get that like antioxidant category so i think there is that antioxidant calming realm which is Lovely, but like, look, I don't. I would never bother. It depends on the person. I think it depends on your skin. So, as we've spoken about before, the um, Innisfree calming sheet mask was an absolute savior to me when I had really bad eczema on my face. So, I think it depends Mm. on the person. Some people really, really need that. If you have a regular skin type, it's something that won't really do much for you because it's just not necessary. But anyone who is inflamed that would be like changing for them. Yeah. Mm. I also think it's potentially not the kind of mask that you would use routinely. It would be something that you use after you've had a reaction or when you get a specific flare up, like it's not going to be the one that you go to once a week or once a fortnight for the whole year, hopefully, unless you're fucked, you know? Yeah, I agree. But then there's some masks that do a similar thing, which is still really popular in our market, like the Shantikai Jasmine and Lily Healing Mask, which is essentially the same thing. It's just like a beautiful cream, but like people are obsessed with it. That is true. I did buy that when I almost burnt my face off one time. Actually, I think I over exfoliated my face using a tanning mitt. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Whoa. We've all had some form of experience. <laughs> I've had a chemical burn on my face. Um, so, just, I mean, we do these things. Let's just wrap this up by quickly labeling a couple of our favorite masks and then what category they'd fall into. So, for me, detoxifying, I like the Dr. Dennis Gross Sulfur Mask or the Glam Glow. Super mud, super mud for whiteheads, Dr. Dennis for the under the skin bumpies and when I need stuff drawn out. My favorite hydrating mask would probably be Summer Friday's Jet Lag just because it's easy and I use it like every second day. And for sheet masks, I hydration, I like the touch of luminous dewy skin. And I also, brightening, I really did like the fat glow and I also liked that Dr. Dennis vitamin C mask as well for sheet masks. That's a good breakdown, Lauren. Oh, I don't know where to start. There's so many masks. Um, for brightening, I really like the Ren, the gly- glycolic. 
Glycolactic, whatever. The Glycolactic, one. yeah. Um, I love that one. It's been a holy grail for me for a really long time. The one that I mentioned earlier is the Lancer Caviar. I really, really like that. Um, that's really nice. And then the last one that I love for brightening is actually really rogue. And it's a Tammy Fender. All right, you're only breaking down you're oh only God. breaking down the brightening category because Lisa went through every category. So <laughs> I'll go through all of them too. Just give me one second. The Tammy Fender Radiance Mask. It's really nice. It's like a cream. Okay. If I want detoxifying, it's the Gold Fat and Sulfur Mask because it's really good with bumps. But if I want all over detoxifying, it is the Omravitsa Mud. Um, and then Which hydrating. One? Uh, Which one? Ultra. Ultra. The black one? Yeah. Um, and then if I want hydration, there's just not enough hydration in the world. But I also agree I really like the Toucher one. I love the 111 Skin um, Rose Gold Mask. That is beautiful. It's more firming, but it's also hydrating. Um, and then Origins Drink Up Intensive is something that mm. I use almost daily. But again, it's more like a cream. Plot twist, the 111 Rose Gold did shit all for my face. That's enough out of you. Let's move on, Alex. (laughs) Uh, I would say for my favorite clay slash mud mask, I like the Origins Original Skin pink one or I like the Dr. Dennis Gross. I mean, no, sorry, the Glam Glow uh, Super Mud, the white one. Hydrating, drink up intensive, or it also falls into the sheet category, the Transformazing from Go2. Overnight, throw in the bin and brightening fat, fat glow facial, which is kind of also falls into the detoxifying section it's a clay it's a brightening one it's everything it's a good one I haven't tried that I really want to try that you missed our product of the week Loz oh I'm really upset (laughs) I don't even need to ask if I'm orange (laughs) we haven't talked about our product trial this week oh Jesus this is gonna be a long episode all right product (laughs) trial this can be relatively quick because only me and Alex tried it but Alex go on This week, Lisa and I tried laminating our own brows. At home, brow lamination. (laughs) Does everyone know what a brow lamination is? Yes, we did a breakdown on it. I Did we? Yes, when I got my brows laminated. Oh my gosh, that was ages ago though. Okay, well, if anybody is new, yeah, if people are new and haven't heard that, brow lamination is brow perming and straightening so it breaks down the keratin bonds in the eyebrow hairs just like perming your head hair does um, so that you can ply it into whichever shape and position that you want and then it sets in that way and it stays like that until your hairs fall out and replenish whose dog is that that would probably be my neighbors (laughs) oh my god it's like there's a house full of dogs at my house and they're all silent but loz's dog (laughs) who's not her dog is the one ruining everyone's day I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, Alex, what do you think? I've had my brows professionally laminated before by Jamie at Brow House, and she's fabulous, and I've really been missing that. And on the other hand, Alex has never had her brows laminated before, so this is her first time. Yeah, so this is a $26 kit from eBay. So just so everybody knows, we didn't go full, like, salon pro with this situation. Um, and it was a little bit daunting to apply the first time, but I think I'll be a lot more confident second time around. It takes four steps, including cleansing your face quite thoroughly beforehand so that you don't have any residue left on your brows. Um, And then there's the perming step, the fixing step, the cleansing step, and the nourishing step. Um, And overall, I was scared for about 70% of the process that I was going to lose my eyebrows until that final piece of glad wrap came off and I got to cleanse them. Um, but the end result is great. I'm look, I'm not a professional and I think I'll do it better next time, but for my first go, I'm pretty impressed with my results. Yeah. I think your brows look awesome. They look really good. And for someone that hasn't had their brows laminated before, I'm not like, Oh wow, your face looks weird. They just seem to suit and they look great. I was really happy with how they worked on me. I feel like they look a little bit more natural and they're not as perfect as when I get them done professionally, but I kind of like that. I don't look like Star Trek for the first day. I imagine they're not going to last me as long as when I get them done professionally. And I do miss Mm. how she sort of shapes them when I get them done, but like a massive mood booster for ISO a hundred percent. And it was so affordable. I've washed my face since now. And I do find that the hold is definitely not as good post post wetting them 
Um, and I did expect that to be the case, but yeah, the, my, um, the brow hairs on like the outer part of my eyebrow are certainly not as like flat to my face as they were after first doing it. Interesting. Loz, we need to get this kit to you because you're the one with the really resilient eyebrow hairs that don't want to be told where to go. I know they don't want to do anything. I absolutely want to try. I just want to point out though, that my eyebrows are a situation. So, um, Look, it's going to be interesting, but I really want to try it. I'm really surprised that you both liked it. Lisa, I'm really surprised that you liked it. Yeah, and also I didn't follow any of the instructions and it still worked. I did repeat it to you twice before you went home with it, though. (laughs) I I know, but I didn't do any, like I didn't use the glad wrap. I didn't do any of the steps that it told me to. It was just so easy. Essentially, I would say that you wipe your brows with a bit of micellar water. You put the first step on and then you wait 10 minutes and then you put the second step on and then you just wipe it off and then smush your face with facial oil. I'm surprised that you were the one who's gone rogue and not read the instructions rather than Elle. Like this is a That is exactly what I said. Like what is going on here? Um, I don't follow instructions very well and also I've had it done before so I felt like I had the general gist. (laughs) Well, if someone's done it on you, then it's practically like doing it on yourself at home. Exactly. I'm also, basically... you just clearly didn't have the fear of losing your eyebrows that I did. Yeah, I think so. This is uh, fun. Yeah. I think that's all that we need to cover for this part. Great. Can mm. we talk about our snack of the week? Just took it to my veins. Let's go snack first. Mix things up. Sure. Guys, what's your snack of the week? Loz? So, my snack of not this week, because I haven't been eating for a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks ago is the these are random but they're so fucking delicious this is up both of your alleys by the way um it's the boulder canyon sea salt and cracked pepper chips yum they're so good i think they have onion powder in them though they are oh my god next level Mm. good what is that brand i've never heard of it in my life you get them from the bougie supermarkets it's like the organic chip brand that's that's not cooked in vegetable oils. It's only cooked in olive or coconut or like something fancy oil. And they're Sunflower like, oil. they've got no preservatives, no preservatives, no emulsifiers. Like they're good for you chips. Yeah. Quote it, unquote. It does have dried onion in it. So that was a good shout. Yeah. But oh my gosh, they are from a bougie Girl knows supermarket. Yeah, you do. <laughs> they are from a bougie supermarket. And I mean, you know that I'm not a big savory kind of gal, but mm. they're, they're like incredible. Yum. Yum. Lisa? I have two snacks of the week and an anti-snack. Sorry, I know this is already a long episode, but I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> my first snack of the week is fun porridge, namely putting um, caramel on, a joke. on my porridge. So <laughs> I, I respect yeah. that. I don't think porridge counts as a snack. It's a meal. Sometimes I eat porridge as a snack because often I eat two breakfasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been putting – I never know how to say this word, whether it's dulce de leche or dulce de leche or you know what I mean, the caramel yep. thing. I've been putting yep. that on my porridge because we had some in the fridge because someone gifted us some. And then now I need to make some because now I got really hooked to that. And apparently all you have to do is put a tin of condensed milk in the slow cooker. And condensed milk is my, like, top – three favorite foods so no wonder I love it so much I've been doing that with a whole pile of chia seeds and then a banana so it's like healthy and fibrous enough to like get get things moving but also it's a sweet yeah that's a dessert for sure it's a dessert it's gut conscious yeah it's a dessert that makes you poop it's the best (laughs) and then my other favorite which is crazy because I'm Lisa doesn't drink her calories Mortimer but I have been smashing the Bundaberg ginger beer. Oh, you do love them. I really love them. And they're my only soft drink really that I consume. Although I have also been craving Coke this week. I don't know what it is. You know, like when you're hungover and you just can't face water. That's me at the moment. But I can face ginger beer and it's just going down a treat. It's a shame it's so bad for me. Can you do like a ginger kombucha rather than a ginger beer, Lisa, to like wean yourself off and be a bit more health conscious about it yeah I probably should because the the actual ingredients in ginger beer make me sick I think it's got like high fructose corn syrup or something in it so I should probably yeah, yeah I know I should probably choose a more gut 
healthy option or I could just drink water. I'm sure this this too shall pass, you know. And then my yeah. anti-snack is the – look, it's not bad, but it's just it didn't meet my expectations. It's the Cadbury marble chocolate that's new. Have we oh, seen it? I've heard things. Everyone's heard talking it's about a, it. Yeah, I've heard a bit yeah. disappointed. So naturally – I get a few texts when a new chocolate launches and people are like, hey, have you tried it? Normally, Jackie Alexander relies on me to like let her know what's new in the chocolate market. So I was like, better buy some. I thought that it was going to be like a top deck, but marbled. And one of my favorite mm-hmm. things when you go to like a gourmet chocolate shop is, you know, when you get those marble bears, they're in a bear shape and they're marbled. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No. Oh. Anyway. If I don't you go ask- to chocolate shops that often. <laughs> if you ask me what my favorite, like delicacy chocolate is it's either those little cappuccinos with the fake coffee bean on top or it's a marble bear so I was like Sick. no way you love those caramel frogs too don't you oh I do like I like it a plain milk frog like a Hague's frog I do like that too oh. thank you that's top three you've got all of them so I was like sick it's a marble yes. bear in block form but then I got a very, very rude awakening when I bit into it and it had a hazelnut praline inside and it basically just tastes like those shit Julienne, Gulienne, Gulia, don't know what they are. Gulienne, yep. Those fucking seashells that you get that, <laughs> that, you know, you eat in March when you've eaten all of your other Christmas chocolate and, like, that's your desperation. So that's what they taste like. Not bad, but, like, a desperation chocolate. Mm. Not not about that. I'm really worried that you might lose me because I've got 3% phone battery and I'm tethered to my phone. Oh, my snack of the week, just quickly, is it's the new Daryl Lee chocolate block with licorice in it. What kind and I know of that licorice? most people are going to vomit at the thought of that. It's regular licorice, not oh, raspberry licorice. Okay. <laughs> I've been waiting to buy it because I'll have you know, it's like exorbitantly overpriced for a block if you buy it when it's not on sale and it's currently on sale at Woolworths. Um, So I picked some up and I was a little bit disappointed on first bite because I was crunchy licorice pieces and I'm not about candied licorice. Ew, please keep that away from me. But I kept biting, I kept chewing, I kept devouring half a block later and I discovered that there's also chewy uh, chewy, uh, licorice pieces in there too and I very – I'm. I very much more enjoyed the chewy bit and that kept me going to halfway through a block and then I had to stop because Adrian was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he doesn't like licorice and he tried a square of this and said that it was definitely palatable. It wasn't very aniseedy in his opinion. There you go. Yum. Dang. These products are so good. Lastly, we need to go through our favourites. Alex, did you not have one? Is the brow lamb your favourite? Yeah, it is. Wow. You've, you really like it. I'm not trying a lot of new things and it's really fun and it's changed the way that I feel about my face for this week, which is great. That's all I need in a product of fave of the week. Yeah, that's very true. Loz, what's your fave? I've been tossing up over what I'm going to do because I've tried a lot in the last like three weeks and I haven't spoken to anyone about it. Well, I haven't spoken to anyone on the pod about it. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I think maybe that I'm going to talk about a few of them when we do empties because I have a lot of empties. So let's do that. But I think my favorite is going to be this one, which is the Oskia (laughs) Super 16 Pro Collagen Super Serum. Ooh, I didn't know that Oskia did things other than your favorite tanning mist that you've talked about a hundred (laughs) times. They do a lot. And I've never been a huge fan of their skincare, to be honest, apart from the tanning mist. But I've had the Super 16 serum in a box that I haven't touched for a really long time. And I was out of all of my serums um, and everything's closed. So I pulled this out desperate times, desperate measures, but the consistency is really, really beautiful. It's really nice and hydrating mm. and my skin feels really nice and plump after using it. Mm. That's nice. nice. Yeah, surprise and delight. It yeah, actually is a better. surprise and delight. That's great. <laughs> um, my fave? Yeah, go. Go, the Josh Rosebrook. Um, Josh Rosebrook Hydration Accelerator, which is a nice hydrating misty toner. And in particular, why I've been loving it, I've used it for a long time. I bought it from, where do I get my facials done? Oh, Little Company company in Richmond. I bought it from the Little Company. The reason I've been liking it is because I've 
I've moved on to my new bottle of the reformulated Evlom Hydration Serum and I really like it, but for some reason I feel like it has to be applied over a hydrating mist um, and mm. for it to, it just feels better and it feels like it slips in better and absorbs nicer. And although ideally you should be applying your serums over a mist anyway, sometimes I forget and I just find that that, that combination together, I haven't been forgetting it and I really like how they work together and I feel like it just draws the hydration in deep and then it absorbs really quickly and then I move on with my oils and it's just great. I love that combo. That's a beautiful product. That's that a is, really good shout. Sounds lovely. Oh, yes. So Loz has used it. Mm. I've used it. Alex hasn't. So I think we might have to do it as a product of the week one week. Yeah, do it. I'm excited to try it. I need all the hydration I can get. I think everyone does at the moment, especially as the weather gets so cold and everyone just blasts the heating now. Yeah. Yes, that can be our beauty breakdown next week is transitional skincare from summer to winter because my skin is freaking out. Yeah, I like let's that. talk winter skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, it's Great. been a, a longer ep. Three people really does make the time drag. Kidding. <laughs> guys, this is short compared I'm to what ended. we were doing three weeks ago. I know. We're very glad to have you back. Thank you for... um stopping working I'm actually we need I'm so excited to be we need to create a change.org page to keep Loz on the pod (laughs) yeah please do I think I need the little bit of motivation to step away from my laptop at the moment it's just (laughs) COVID runs my life yeah no Mm, work runs your life you moron all right (laughs) let's wrap up thanks for listening everyone hello to our new listeners the new ones in the last few weeks probably haven't heard of Loz. This is Loz. She's always been around, but she was a little MIA for a while. And uh, we'll see you midweek for a mini app. Please follow us on Instagram. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And hit us up with a review. We want to know that you love us. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.